the Bearcats' hopes of the third straight conference championship, even just playing for one, are now in serious jeopardy. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. The Bearcats falling to UCF on Saturday, 25 today, 25 to 21, snapping a record tying 19 game within the American Athletic Conference. More importantly, the Bearcats on the season is 6-2, and 3-1 and one in the American Athletic Conference and right in the mix now with five other teams with three wins in conference play and behind a 4-0 two-lane team. I got a lot to say about this game. Let's get right into it. The Bearcats lost this game today because their identity failed them. Remember I said earlier in the week, what's the Bearcats' identity? Well, they're good defensively, they're good at stopping the run, they're good at running the football. Okay, those two things today backfired big time. Cincinnati's defense today allowed 258 rushing yards to a Knights team who came in averaging 262. So essentially, the Bearcats gave up what the Knights average per game. That will now win you a game. The Bearcats also are very good at running the football. Well, today, they mustered a meager 35 rushing yards. Now, Ben Bryant did lose 41 yards. That's what happens when you have a quarterback who can't run. He can only throw from the pocket. So the Bearcats' identity coming into this game failed them today. And when your one dimension of an identity fails you, good luck. The fact that the Bearcats had a chance to win this game today is a miracle when you look at some of the statistics, which we'll get to later on. But Cincinnati did not deserve to win this game. UCF deserved to win this game. They were the better team, even without their starting quarterback. John Reese Plumley gets concussed big time, major hit by Arquan Bush. I would have thrown a flag for targeting. Um, it swung the momentum of the game at the time. But you, But the Bearcats defense that has been so good all season allows Mikey Keefe, to go 15 of 21 for 176 yards, quarterback rating of 141.8, or passer rating, I should say, of 141.8, and just on the fourth quarter, lead two scoring drives for the Knights that consisted of 77 yards and 75 yards. The first drive, 13 plays, second drive, seven plays, that won the game for UCF. What do you expect when you do that? What do you expect when you do that? You're not going to win like that. I'm sorry. The Bearcats may have been the more talented team coming in. They may have had the more pedigree coming in over the last three seasons, three plus seasons. That doesn't matter. UCF got embarrassed last week by East Carolina. They used that as fuel to this victory that saved their season. And you know what? It's their biggest win in a long, long time. It's probably their biggest win since they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl. Right? The Knights, who were the 
cream of the crop in this conference for so long, for 2017 and 2018. They may now, they now have an inside track at becoming the new kings of this conference. Once again, right? Cincinnati and Central Florida both have two conference championships. UCF has the inside track to a third. They went out, they host the conference championship, and do you really want to go back to the bounce house after the day? I wouldn't. So, when your one dimension as a team and as your identity does not work, the fact that Cincinnati had a chance to win this game is a huge testament to their resiliency. It's a huge testament to their culture. It's a huge testament to their fight and their, and their style of play, which is tough and nasty. I give them credit for that. But as exciting as it was with how much time left? As exciting as it was with 3.04 to go, that the Bearcats had an opportunity to get one stop to win their 20th straight conference game is a miracle. Now, another reason why this loss is so frustrating is this game did feel like a Bearcats game, right? UCF comes in over 500 yards of offense. The last game at home, they hung 70 on Temple. And I remember, and I remember thinking throughout the game, this feels like a Bearcats game that they're going to pull out. Low scoring, you know, Dante Corleone recovers a fumble, unforced turnover by Central Florida. It felt like the Bearcats were about to swing the momentum in their favor and take over the game and get out of Orlando with a much-needed victory. It was that close. The Bearcats held UCF to 25 points. It should have been more than that, right? That game should never have come down to the last minute of the game. The fact that it did maybe is an encouraging sign for the Bearcats. Because what you have to remember is, this is still a good team. They're 6-2. and two. They're bowl eligible. Lance and Rocky brought up an interesting point Thursday night on the roundtable show. When they talked about how the Bearcats became bowl eligible last week and nobody talked about it. Because all the conversation that I started, that you started, Russ started, everybody. All the conversation was, was about penalties, was about, well, can this team go into UCF and win? Well, how, where are they going to end up this year? Are they going to win a conference championship? You appreciate now when you become bowl eligible. Becoming bowl eligible is now a just a foregone conclusion, but it shouldn't be. When you think about how hard it is to maintain program success, Bearcats have done that, and they've done all of that with losing nine players to the NFL draft last year, players who in previous games against Central Florida took over. Desmond Ritter did that in 2020. He wasn't there today. Sauce Gardner did it in 2019. He wasn't there today. Derek Forrest in 2020, he he wasn't there today. Kobe Bryant, same way. But the fact that the Bearcats lost all that talent and they still squeezed out some hard-fought games, that's a, that's a credit to Luke Fickle and it's a credit to the culture. And say what you want about the makeup of this team and the way this team has been playing over the last few games. You know, I I'm tampering my expectations because I'm really starting to see that this team is clearly not as talented as last year's team. And while they might have more depth than last year's team, they don't have the alpha dogs. Ben Bryant's not an alpha dog. Ivan Pace might be. 
Tyler Scott is not. Charles McClellan is not. They don't have guys when you're on the road in a hostile environment can lead you to victory. Try as they might. Josh Wiley, I don't think he's an alpha dog. He had a great game today, but at the end of the day, he's not someone that can take over a game like Jerome Ford did in the AAC Championship or Desmond Ritter did in Notre Dame They're, or at UCF in 2020. They're not that. This team learned its lesson today. If they're going to win a conference championship and their goals are still in play, Luke Fickle said it after the game, their goals are still in play. They can go to the Cotton Bowl still. In a group of five season that is not as strong as it's been in years past, Cincinnati can still go 11-2 and and get themselves in the Cotton Bowl. They can. Because, well, name me another group of five team right now that's, that's as good. UCF, maybe. They did just beat the Bearcats, so that suggests they are as good, if not better. And they now have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati, which does hurt a little bit. Houston, can't buy them. BYU's independent, so if, even if they do get a, a, a bid to a near six bowl, the Bearcats could still get the group of five bid. Here's the thing, though. It feels like every ounce of dominance that this program has had over the last two years is now gone because they've lost a conference game. They're no longer head and shoulders above the rest of the conference in the group of five. This whole month of October, if you think about it, Right, The Bearcats played October 1st against Tulsa. Barely win that game. This whole month of October has been a month of regression from where they were in September when they went toe-to-toe with Arkansas and they had wiped and whitewashed Indiana in the first half. But ever since the second half of that game and the whole month of October, it's been about regression. And today it hit rock bottom. That's what happened. Okay, But this team is still good. And I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing a lot of people are really upset with what's going on right now. And they shouldn't be. Are there things that you wish were better or different? Yes. Are there things that I wish were better or different? Yes. Is this loss disappointing? Heck yes. But you know what's disappointing is when you are maybe not as invested and engaged with this team as you were last year's team. Just because they're not going to the playoff, they might go to, I don't know, a bowl game that you maybe don't care about or maybe aren't as excited about as, let's say, the Cotton Bowl, but you cannot be like that. This program is less than a year away from being a Power 5 conference member. Are you really going to give up on them just because they lost this game today? No, you shouldn't, and I'm certainly not. Right? This is still a really good team. They, The fact that they had a chance to win the game today should be an encouragement, an encouraging sign going forward, because they will face more challenges. East Carolina in 12 days or 13 days, however many days it is, that's not an easy game, right? They have six wins. Tulane at home might be the season. So while the conference winning streak is over, and it sucks, right? The Bearcats have not lost a conference game since December of 2019. This world, sadly, was a lot different than what it is right now, the last time the Bearcats lost a conference game. Think about all that's happened, okay? Um... It's been a long time, but you know what's still intact? The home game winning streak. That's at 30. It can be by 33 by the end of the year. Are they going to host a conference championship game? I don't know. Are they going to win a conference championship? I don't know. We cannot worry about that. All you can worry about is they be Navy next week, because let me tell you, that game is now all of a sudden a lot bigger than you thought it was before this game. Coming up, 
How would you describe this Bearcats team to someone who hasn't watched them play all season? I think that's a very interesting concept. Plus, something that Luke Fickle said earlier this week that will hold true for years to come. I'll explain all of that after a word from Bet Online, as you see on your screen. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And the start of the new basketball season. Bearcats basketball tips off in just over a week. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, who also is the host of Locked On Packers. Does a fantastic job um, with that. Alex Frank with you back here on Lockdown Bearcats. Your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So this Bearcats team, if you have not watched the Bearcats all season, and or if you know someone who hasn't, and they come up to you and say, well, what, tell me about this team. You could, maybe you would say, and this is what I would say, they've won all the games they're supposed to, they play really hard, they make, they have a bunch of boneheaded penalties, they didn't really today though, right, what was the biggest penalty of the game? The jumping up offsides on fourth down early in the third quarter against Central Florida? Okay, that's egregious from Eric Phillips, I get that, but it didn't cost the Bearcats anything. UCF didn't score on that drive. Now, if you say it cost the it cost the Bearcats two points, stop. It did not. You know what cost the Bearcats two points? Ben Bryant's lack of mobility. That's what caused the Bearcats cost the Bearcats two points, not Eric Phillips's penalty. And other than that, what was the biggest penalty of the game? You remember the offsides by Deshaun Pace on the field goal, which really was not. If you watch the replay, this team had five penalties for twenty five yards. Five penalties for twenty five yards. The only difference was UCF had won. So they were clearly still the more disciplined team. The Bearcats struggle in the red zone. We know that, and it showed today. Today, the Bearcats in the red zone. Um, drive finish of the UCF 15 with a field goal. Drive finish of the UCF 15 with a field goal. Um, scored a touchdown on the pass to Wiley. So they were one for three. One for three. On red zones today. They were one of four last week. That means they're two of seven in their last two games. The two-game road trip that we said coming into this season <coughs> would define this season. And what is one thing I said going into this game? That UCF does very well that the Bearcats had to do better. Red zone efficiency. UCF, 26 red zone possessions, seven touchdowns allowed. That's efficiency. That's good defense. Cincinnati has Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. I think they had one target in the red zone today. I'll look back on the film, and that's Wednesday, but the, I, I only saw one target of Josh Wiley in the red zone, or Leonard Taylor. One. That's inexcusable. It's funny how that was what got the Bearcats back into the game in 2020 and ultimately won the game. 
So why wouldn't you go that to that today? If Tyler Scott's still hurt, and if Nick Martin has improved himself, but Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor have Josh Wiley, congratulations to him becoming the all-time UC football program leader for touchdowns by a tight end with 15, breaking the record previously held by Brent Selleck. If you know that Josh Wiley is a proven vet, and you know Leonard Taylor is too, they both had touchdowns at UCF in 2020. Why would you not target them in this game? New offense, new offensive coordinator. Why would you not go to your most proven vets in the red zone more than once? Why wouldn't you? Right? In the second quarter, the Knights don't score. They're vulnerable. They lose their starting quarterback. You have all the momentum in the world. And once you hit the 15-yard line, it's like you've never played offensive football before. Love the shot to the end zone the first time around. Other than that, can't get behind much of what the Bearcats did. Right? Where was a quick pass to Wiley or Taylor? RPOs. All things this team can do, and they didn't do. So, if you're telling someone who has not watched the Bearcats all season what this team is like, they've won all the games they're supposed to, they play really hard, they, they're offensively challenged, but they are really good defensively. But they make, but they struggle in the red zone and they commit way too many boneheaded penalties. What would you say about, what would you say then about this? <coughs> if you didn't know what their record was, would you say they're six and two? Would you say they're bowl eligible? Would you say they were number 20 in the country coming into today? Would you say they've won 19 straight conference games? Would you say this was a program last year that went to the college football playoff and gave Alabama all they could handle? Would you believe that they're making the move to a Power 5 conference next year? Right now, the Cincinnati Bearcats are just another group of five team in college football. That's the reality that the, of, this, of this right now. They no longer have the dominance that they've had over the last two years. Right now, they are like everybody else in the conference. Like ECU, like Navy, like Houston, like Tulane, like every other team who's fighting for a conference championship. They are now amongst that. For the last two years, Bowl eligibility is a foregone conclusion. For the last two years, winning the conference championship was almost a cinch. Playing for one probably was to you. Now, that's not a given. Welcome to reality. And welcome to, unfortunately, a little uncertainty. Remember in 2020, John Brandon's first season as head coach of the basketball program. What was the one thing the previous nine years the Bearcats had? Continuity, stability, certainty. No matter what happened in the regular season, they were going to be in the NCAA tournament. That was not a given in 2020. And remember how anxious you, we all were for the whole month of February and the beginning of March, which never materialized into anything for anybody, sadly. But remember that anxiety of every game being a must-win? We weren't used to that. Now we have to get used to that with the football program. 
This is a, a rare loss for the Cincinnati Bearcats. A rare loss. This doesn't happen now often. So, of course, you're going to be upset. I understand that. I am too. Right? But this team is going to a Power 5 conference. And right now, they're just another group of five team. It doesn't seem right. I understand that. This is the most important season in Bearcats football history. I said it earlier in the offseason. Because it bridges the most successful season and its first season in uncharted territory. But right now, the Bearcats' legacy in the AAC may be no greater than any team coming over to the Big 12. And that leads me to what Luke Fickle said earlier this week. When he talked about how this this is a rivalry between these two teams, UC and UCF. And it's going to be one going into the Big 12. Let me tell you. The last five conference championships in the conference have gone to Cincinnati or UCF. Both teams have two. And there's now a very real possibility that when these teams leave the mid-major level of college football, UCF will have won more championships than Cincinnati. That is not a good thing to think about, right? All of a sudden, UCF is now on the same level as Cincinnati. They weren't the last two years. So hopefully we all enjoyed it, because right now, UCF has the inside track to a third conference championship in their American time. The Bearcats do not. Cincinnati needs to win out. If they're 7-1, of one, they will go to a conference championship game. They need to be Tulane to do so, especially. And UCF preferably should be Tulane too. If there are three teams who are 7-1, and one, Cincinnati should still go to the conference championship. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Especially because Tulane goes to Central Florida this year, and that's not going to be easy. Cincinnati still controls its own destiny to go to the Cotton Bowl, believe it or not. Win out, win the conference championship, they're going. But this year is a little different because there is not as many alpha dogs on this team as there have been in years past. Because there are not. There is no sure thing of, hey, we're at least going to play for a conference championship and probably win one too. There is not that anymore. Right? Because there are no alpha dogs on this team. What made the Bearcats so good over the last two years was of guys who are superior football players and have been playing football for a long time. Ritter, Sauce, Jerome Ford. Those guys are not here now. And I know there's a lot you're probably upset about right now. You're probably upset about the play calling. You're probably upset about the usage of Evan Prater and Corey Kiner. I am too. And they do warrant explanations. And we will hit on those a lot throughout the week. But the UC-UCF rivalry is officially on if it wasn't before. These two teams probably are going to play again for a conference championship. And it's probably going to be in Orlando. That's going to be a raucous environment. Okay, that is going to be a very, very difficult game. 
if it happens, can Cincinnati still host a conference championship game? Absolutely. Is it going to be harder to do that? Yeah. But you know what? The second time around, I can't bet against Cincinnati. There is still hope for this team to win a conference championship. Because if they could almost beat UCF today when they didn't have it at all, think about when they do have it. This team can beat Central Florida. I know it can. I saw it today. They did not play their best football by any means. If I had to give an overall grade for the team today, I'd give give it a D. And yeah, there they were, 3-0-4, with a backup quarterback, 75 yards away, and a defense that has been so good all season. I take, And you know what? I took my chances on that. And that's how I know this team can still win a conference championship, and if they have to go through UCF again, bring it on. Now, as far as why this is a great rivalry going forward, well, you got two great fan bases who love their teams. UCF still claims they won the national championship in 2017. That's fine. The Bearcats went to the college football playoff ultimately. You know, it's gone back and forth, this rivalry. A lot of close games. You know, you have established head coaches and Luke Fickle, who has established himself as an icon within the university and one of the best coaches, not only in the AAC, but also college football. Gus Malzahn uh, spent a lot of years at Auburn uh, as an offensive coordinator. He was a head coach. Um, very, very well established amongst the college football ranks. And now you got both of these teams going to the power five. Coming up, uh, even in a loss, which is something that we never uh, like to talk about, but, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, it's very hard to stay undefeated. And it's very, very hard to stay undefeated. I remember last year, I was I, I, I was talking with Jason Williams, polit- uh, now, excuse me, the sports columnist at the Cincinnati Enquirer. And I said to Jason after the Tulsa game, which the Bearcats barely pulled out, and I said to him, it's so hard to go undefeated. Like, we were so focused on the Bearcats going to the playoff last year, we forgot that they were also pursuing an undefeated season. So when you think about, so if you're disappointed today, or you're mad, if you're angry about today's loss, I would ask you to appreciate what the, what this program accomplished last year and how hard it was for them to do what they did. There's this famous saying, he who chases two rabbits seldom catches one. When you're pursuing an undefeated season in a college football playoff berth at the same time, rarely do the rarely does one work out, let alone two. Bearcats got both. I hope you understand how hard that was for them to achieve, and you should appreciate that now. But coming up, my three stars to the game, we'll get to that after a word from two of our sponsors. Let's get into it. Three stars of the game on a day where the Bearcats fall in a tough one to UCF 25-21. I don't remember the last score that was like that. That might be a score gami. Have to ask Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr. about that. My first star of the game goes to Trey Tucker. What a tough, gritty performance from the Bearcats' speedster receiver. Who's being used differently now. Troy Tucker is now a guy who goes over the middle and makes tough catches in traffic. And today that amounted to 10 catches on 14 targets for 110 yards. And his longest was 21, 50 yards after contact. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
That's incredible. For a guy who's not designed to do that, every time he goes over the middle, and I said this to Russ earlier today, every time he goes over the middle, I flinch. Because I don't know if he's about to get slaughtered by some linebacker or some physical safety. And there were several times today in which that happened. So as great as he is, sometimes you worry about what can happen. If you lose Trey Tucker, you lose a huge, a huge dimension to your offense. So a major, major uh, credit goes to Trey Tucker for his gritty performance today. Ivan Pace Jr. I know I said this, I say this every week, but he's special. 11 tackles, tackle and a half for loss. On a day where the Bearcats only mustered seven tackles for loss. And on a day where they sat, where they only recorded one sack, Justin Watley, who also had a great game, by the way. But Ivan Pace, you know, early on, when the Bearcats were reeling defensively, he kept them in the game. He made some incredible tackles against an absolutely fast UCF defense. Great player that UC is incredibly thankful to have who transferred in this earlier this offseason. And then Ryan Montgomery. Kind of forgotten when we talk about the running backs in this offense. But today, he had only three carries, but 40 yards, a touchdown, and an average of 13.3 yards a carry. Pretty good. Very good performance by Ryan Montgomery. Um, as far as punt and kick returns, Montgomery had only one kick return, 15 yards. But here's a guy who, when we talk about the running back room, and McClellan has sealed it, and why Corey Kiner wasn't used today, which was very surprising, Brian Montgomery is quietly contributing a great deal to this team. Had a rushing touchdown last week, almost had the go at the game winning score of the day of 39 yards, which would have been incredible for him. And that's why Cincinnati had a chance to win the game today. On a day where they did not run the football well, only ran the ball 18 times. McClellan was just 11 carries for 36, 3.3 yards a carry. Ryan Montgomery made the most of each of his three carries, and I have to give him major credit for that. Um, other notes from today. Jabari Taylor not playing today, massive blow, right? Chad Brendel mentioned this. The Bearcats are already down Malik Van. Try being down Malik Van and Jabari Taylor, right? Give credit to Justin Watley for his performance. Give credit to Dante Corleone. Give credit to Ivan Pace Jr., Jawan Briggs. But you need your best run stopper in Jabari Taylor. And the Bearcats clearly missed him today. Um, Tyler Scott was not 100%. It showed. Four catches, 47 yards. Not bad. Had a egregious drop, though, in the second quarter. And you look at some of the numbers, right? Bearcats 4-14 on third down. UCF 7-15. Um, time of possession, UCF 37.05, Bearcats 22.55. Um, yards per play, UCF with six, Bearcats 5.2. Total yards, 84 for UCF, 64 for Cincinnati. So, so many statistics lopsided to UCF. But the fact that Cincinnati had a chance to win this game, and as disappointing as it is, and as many questions as I have about this team, and are they good? Are they good enough to win a conference championship? Are they good enough? You know, are they going to be on, you know, solid footing heading into the Big 12? Is this going to be the only other loss this season? The one game that I thought the Bearcats could lose this season, and they did. You know, does this loss, does this game 
you know, doom the Bearcats. I don't think it will. There's a lot of hope still left. This team can still head to the Cotton Bowl on January 2nd. This team can still host or hoist a record-setting third conference championship in the American. This team can still go undefeated at home. And they can get revenge over UCF. Do me a favor as a vote of confidence. And I'll do this too. Circle your calendars. December 3rd. At whatever time the American Championship game is. 3.30, 4 o'clock on ABC. Circle that calendar. Write down that time. Because it will be Cincinnati at Central Florida for the conference championship. Everything on the line. Legacies in this conference. New Year's Six Bowl. And a chance at revenge. A chance at revenge. And in sports, there are a few things more worthy of getting up for than that. And that's why we love sports. Uh, Russ Heltman filling in for me tomorrow. He'll have more on this game. He and I will have our conversation weekly, as we always do on Thursday. I'm back Wednesday, film review of this game. And then on Friday, we do it all over again. We get set for the Bearcats to take on the Navy Midshipmen at Nippert Stadium. Uh, going to be a huge, huge test for the Bearcats after uh, struggling against the run game against Central Florida today. Can they slow down Navy's triple option offense, which gave the Bearcats a lot of problems last year in Annapolis and a scare on the Bearcats' run to the playoff last year. Basketball season is right around the corner, too. Uh, Monday, November 7th is the opening game. We'll have a preview and recap of that game. Russ and I will have you covered for that. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Lockdown Bearcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcast your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, check out Lockdown Sports Today from the games that matter the most. To the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski, who's also the host of Locked On Packers. I'm Alex Frank, the host of Locked On Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ is back on Tuesday. I'm back on Wednesday. Have a great day rest of your day and I will talk to you and Russell talk to you tomorrow on or Tuesday whatever day it is I will be back on Wednesday with the film review stay safe stay healthy and keep making lockdown bearcats your first listen of every day